Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the 48th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. In this episode, we will talk about the six keys to being a happy mom and six guaranteed ways to becoming a very unhappy mom. But before we start into this episode, I wanted to ask you a favor. If you've gotten value from this podcast, I would love you to give me a five-star review on iTunes so that other moms can find this podcast. And if you enjoy what you hear on this podcast, you will love listening to my award-winning and best-selling book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere, uh, that you can get on Audible and Amazon. Okay, in this podcast, we're going to get real. Is it possible to be happy and be a mom of a preteen or teenager. And when I say happy, I mean truly happy. One definition of happy says feeling pleasure and enjoyment because of your life's situation. Do you feel pleasure and enjoyment in your life? Do you feel pleasure and enjoyment from being a mom? This question can bring up a lot of shame in moms because we should feel happy, right? But when moms are being authentic, that's not their experience. I've been a marriage and family therapist for over 25 years, and many, many times I've talked to couples, and the wife is exhausted from parenting and is wanting more support from her husband, and he says in the session, well, you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. In other words, I gave you what you wanted, so why aren't you happy? And after listening to thousands of moms, here's what I know. Moms feel deeply. And they feel many feelings, but happiness often is towards the bottom of the list. Some of the top feelings that moms experience are stress, worry, fear, guilt, shame, frustrated, resentful, judged, inadequate, discouraged, anger, and a whole lot of other negative emotions. So where do you go to find happiness? Often moms reach for happiness by looking for a reward. We want something that feels like a compensation after all that hard work. We want a break. We want to escape. And many times moms go for a glass of wine or two. And if they're really wanting a big reward, they might go for the whole bottle. Uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, some Netflix shows, a pedicure, new shoes, a date night. And if they're lucky, a girl's weekend. And I'm not saying these are bad things, except maybe that whole bottle of wine, but these things are not going to bring you lasting happiness or any real relief. What it does is help numb some of the bad feelings away. It's numbing the stress, the guilt, the worry, and it does numb the negative feelings. And the problem is that it also numbs the positive feelings. So instead of feeling alive, joy, happiness, you kind of just feel blah or numb. You don't feel like your energetic self. So is it even possible to be a happy mom? Yes, but it won't happen naturally. So what do I mean by that? 
If you go with the cultural demands and ride the current of what moms are expected to do, then you'll likely be unhappy. In my book, Dow Down the Drama, I talk about these cultural beliefs as powerless parenting messages. These messages are not in parenting books, but we just pick them up, and we will get into some of these later. There are several factors that make this one of the hardest and most stressful times to parent teens. Our culture values productivity, and so we are living at a faster pace, and parents are missing out on downtime, and both parents and teens are exhausted. No one in your family is getting enough personal time, so there's not time to naturally replenish. Many families have no healthy way to let off steam, and so they often offload their negative emotions onto each other, and that does not make for a happy mom. And social media brings a whole plethora of perils that parents have to deal with. And wrestling down a teen to get their phone night after night is not a lot of fun. And this culture is a freaking pressure cooker for both parents and teens, especially with college applications. All of this to say is I can really understand why you might think that it is impossible to be a happy mom of a teen. I get all of this, but I do believe you can dial up the happiness. I believe by setting an intention and strategizing, it's possible to be a happier mom, and it's so important for you and your family. I say this to not shame you or make you feel bad. Wow, have I had some unhappy moments when when I've been a parent. But I say this to give you hope. Here's the good news, is that when you are a happy mom, it benefits your whole family. I definitely am not saying you need to suck it up and be in a terrible situation and just try to be happy, which can often be said to you to get you to be silent and not complain. No, I want you to learn how to live smarter and be free of cultural expectations or other people's expectations that are not even realistic and yet hurt you and your family. I want you to be free so that you can be happy. So why does it matter? Isn't that selfish? Does it really matter to your family or your parenting if you're unhappy? Yes, yes, and a big fat yes. I heard psychologist Pat Love say once that our job as parents is to make adulthood look attractive to our teens. This doesn't mean that you're trying to act cool like a teenager. I mean, that would be ridiculous. It means you act as an adult, but you make adulthood look attractive. If all they see from us is that we are in bad moods, we are stressed, we never smile, we say things in an edgy manner, we never laugh, we don't get any sleep, we do a whole lot of work and complain, vent about it, never enjoy our life, well, who would want to become an adult? And the biggest lesson your teens are going to learn from you is not your mother lectures or your words, it's how you live your life. How you live and how you treat the people in your life, including you, is what your teens pick up. You want to model your life so that your son or daughter wants to aspire to be like you. You are the example. Now we are going to discuss the six surefire ways to be a stressed out and unhappy mom, and then we will turn each one of these around to show how this can be a key to living as a happy mom. Six surefire ways that you will be an unhappy mom. The first one, the first surefire way that you will be an unhappy mom is to never take breaks. Often we think that our mom's superpower is that we can push through it, that we never stop. 
We can see ourselves as a mother machine that just keeps delivering to our family from morning till night. There can even be a little pride about that, at how hard you work. And you might mention that to your husband and kids from time to time in case they haven't noticed. But that little bit of pride doesn't last very long because right on the heels of that comes resentment. We resent that we are a mother machine because it's not fun being a mother machine and no one really appreciates the mother machine, including you. Your superpower as a mom, your real superpower, is being connected to your whole self. Your superpower as a parent is everything about you. Your heart, your soul, your wiser self, your spiritual self, your desires and wants. And you need breaks to reconnect with you. And your biggest, biggest superpower is your self-awareness. It's your reflective self. It's your highest self. It's your clarity, values, passion. But when you are living your life as a mother machine and not taking breaks, you have lost your real superpower, self-awareness and clarity. When we are disconnected from our superpower, that self-awareness, then we let everybody else drive our life. And I've heard this from so many moms. I remember one mom tell me, everyone is driving my life but me. And this is like skiing down a black diamond slope with a ton of moguls with a blindfold on. We are going to be bounced around and take a lot of hard falls if we're disconnected from our self-awareness. So if you don't ever take any breaks where you can slow down and have time to reflect on the day and how you feel and what you think and to know how to replenish your soul after all you've given to everyone in your life, but if everyone else is driving your life and your teen thinks that you are her personal assistant, you will end up becoming utterly exhausted and hate your life. And this is a surefire way that you will not be happy. The first key to becoming a happy mom is to take breaks, to make sure you have your personal time. And this could be even just a five-minute break, a 15-minute break. These little breaks count. You can use this time with deep breathing and meditation is really helpful. You can try journaling, taking a walk, doing nothing productive is helpful for you to daydream to reflect and remember who you are. Recently, I took a half day to go down to the Galveston and go to the beach. It had been a very intense week. I packed a bag to take with me on my, quote, retreat with my journal notes from a conference I attended, my multicolored pens, a book I could read for a future podcast, and a pad of paper to map out a new program. When I got to the beach, I pulled out my chair, the cooler, and bag with the beach towel, but to my great regret, the bag that was packed with journals and books and multicolored pens wasn't in my car. I left it at home. I stared for a long time. That can't be. What will I do? And I was feeling washed with disappointment. But then I realized this is ridiculous and started laughing at myself. I saw the irony of this big bag of stuff that I brought for my, quote, retreat. And I got the message from God, or you call the universe or whatever, that, that was given to me, like, like, you don't have to do anything. Just be. So I walked along the shore, watching the seagulls, listening to the waves. And though it was October in Texas, it was still hot. So I went swimming and I played in the waves. 
I felt so free. I was having so much fun. It felt like a mountain of stress just disappeared. I felt younger. My mind was quiet and I was completely present. I relaxed, rested, and reconnected to me. Okay, two. The second surefire way to be unhappy is to keep pushing and pushing. Well, this is obviously related to the first surefire way to be unhappy, which is to never take a break. When you keep pushing, you don't have time to take breaks. Pushing through something can be a good thing. But what I'm talking about is getting into a continual state of pushing, like caught in the gear of pushing. We push ourselves, we push our kids, we push our partners, and they really love that. We push our agendas, we push our way. This can look very controlling, and your teen actually picks up on that. We push ourselves because we think we can do more at work. We push ourselves to do more and more and more. We push our kids to do more activities, try harder, study more. Now, I definitely have gotten caught in this pushing energy, as you can probably guess from my beach story. Now, this pushing energy can be misleading because isn't that what we're supposed to do as moms? We need to push ourselves and our teens to grow and be more. Well, yes and no. It's when the pushing energy takes over and it gets stuck on this one gear and it doesn't stop. The pushing energy is never satisfied. You can push harder, you can push more, and because the pushing energy is relentless and is always pushing, there's a point that it becomes counterproductive. The pushing voice inside our head can quickly turn into a mean voice. And what I'm talking about here is that inner, critical mean voice where our self-talk is very mean. It says things like, Okay, you did a great job at work, but why can't you get your lazy self off the sofa and work out? Let's say you did work out and you got a lot of things accomplished at work and home. The pushing mean voice doesn't give you any credit for what you've done. It looks at what you haven't done like, but your backyard is such a mess. You can't have anyone over to your house with all those piles of bills around the house. So you never feel good because you're always putting yourself down. So what's at the core of all this pushing energy? It's the pressure to be perfect. And this is not just an individual phenomena. This is a cultural phenomena. A lot of moms feel this way. You try to get everything right. You try to be a good mom. And that pushing energy says, a good mom must do this, and it must do this, and it must do this. And that standard of perfection just never stops. And that's why movies like Bad Moms and the sequel have been so popular because it shows the absurdity of all the demands and expectations that are put on moms. It doesn't take very long for this pushing energy and this pressure to be perfect to get passed down to our teens. Because in order for us to feel like perfect moms, we need to have perfect teens or it just isn't going to work. Our self-esteem is often wrapped up in how well our teen is doing. If you get caught in this pushing energy and pressure to be perfect, then you're going to be miserable. You will not ever feel good about yourself because you will always feel pressure to do more. So the second key to being happy is to be your best self. But you balance that with being kind to yourself and your family. Sometimes being kind to yourself is taking a nap, not having to be productive at all, to enjoy the dog, laugh in the kitchen, it's allowing time to play. You turn this around by acknowledging that being perfect is impossible and never should be the goal. 
It's about love, grace, laughter, and forgiveness, even when there are mistakes. It's seeing the good things that can come from mistakes like compassion, creativity, innovation, empathy, and growth. A big way you can turn this around is to give yourself credit every day for what you have done. And this includes the little things like, I didn't lose it with my daughter today. And that's a big deal. You want to focus on what you have done instead of what you haven't. As moms, we don't give ourselves enough credit. And again, this is why self-awareness and having time to reflect is so important. There are many times I feel like I haven't gotten much done in a day, and so I've made it a practice to write down what I'm grateful for each day, but also what I can give myself credit for. I'm often surprised at how I forget about the good moments or the things that I did accomplish. If I didn't take that time to recall those memories, they would have become lost with a next-to-do item. The third surefire way to be unhappy is comparison. Especially when you compare yourself to other moms or compare your kids to other kids, you can easily see how comparison leads to unhappiness by observing our teenage daughters. They are often so out there and verbal with their feelings, you can't miss it. I hear teens talk about this all the time in my private practice. This week I saw a beautiful 15-year-old girl named Chelsea. She showed me all these pictures of girls that she was friends with on social media that she thought were beautiful, and she said they were really nice too. Um, that her friends were beautiful and nice didn't make Chelsea feel good about herself. She actually said it made her feel terrible. Why? Because when she looked at the pictures, she compared herself to them, and she then hated how she looked. Chelsea had so much going on for her, but all she could see were the two things that she didn't like about her body. At that moment, she was blind to the 300 beautiful aspects that she did possess. The comparison game is this. I can only feel good about myself if someone else is below me, like they have lower grades. Or I can feel good about myself if I'm doing better than someone. Well, I'm skittier than that girl, or I have bigger breasts than dot, dot, dot. Or I got the lead in the play, or I got two dances and she only got one. In the comparison game, everyone loses and no one wins because someone will always be doing something better than you. It's so easy to see the comparison game in our teens, but moms, we do it too. We can feel relieved when another girl gets in trouble. You tell your friend, my son's friend Ryan got caught drinking while driving. I mean, I feel so sorry for his mom. But you think to yourself, at least my son has never done that. And for that second, you feel better about yourself as a parent. Or you tell a friend, did you hear that Raina got caught with weed at school? I mean, I thought she was a good student. And again, you're relieved that it's not your daughter. And so you feel better in that moment. But how do you feel when your daughter doesn't make the good grades and all her friends make the straight A's? How do you feel when your daughter's son was caught sexting and everyone at school knows about this? How does this impact how you feel as a parent? There is a lot of judgment, a lot of shame in the comparison game. There is judging others and then there is judging yourself, which always leads to shame. What fuels this pushing energy oftentimes is an attempt to avoid the judgment of others. That perceived judgment from others feels so awful that we want to avoid that at all costs. This can fuel the pushing energy. When you are caught in the comparison game, it is impossible to be happy. You can see that so clearly when your teens are doing it, but it's equally true for you. To turn this around, 
you practice unconditional love and grace. The third key to being a happy mom is giving yourself and your teens unconditional love and grace and appreciation. Unconditional love and grace are the secret sauce to transformation, and that starts with yourself. Judgment doesn't lead to positive change or transformation. It just leads to more judgment, and judgment leads to shame. There is a freedom with unconditional love and grace. You feel safe, and because you feel love, you feel you can try because if you fail, you know you will still be loved and supported. And many of you know that Brene Brown defines shame as feeling unworthy of love and belonging. When we are free of the comparison game and experience grace and love, we can experience happiness. If you are stuck in this pushing energy, you can quickly shift it by thinking about everything you appreciate about your life, your teens, your partner, and your friends. The more you are filled with appreciation, the happier you will become. The fourth surefire way to be unhappy is to get caught in the If my teen is happy, then I can be happy trap. Or if my teen is successful, then I can feel successful as a mom. Here's why. Your teen is hardwired to have fluctuating emotions and to experience teenage storms that blow in from nowhere for no apparent reason. This is not about you. It's about their undeveloped brain. This is why I have a whole chapter in my book, Dial Down the Drama, on why it's not personal and that your teen is hardwired for drama. Your teen can be in a bad mood just because the lower reactive brain is frequently in charge in the teenage years. They can be in a bad mood because they are tired and exhausted. They can be in a bad mood because of what happened at school that day. All of these things have nothing to do with you. You didn't cause that. And then they can be in a bad mood because you were doing your job and setting boundaries and guidelines that they didn't like. So congratulations, you did the hard part of being a parent. And if they make a bad grade, or have to repeat a grade, or got in a car accident, or had sex, or vaped, or got caught sexting, this doesn't mean you are a bad mom. Teens make mistakes. So, did you make any mistakes as a teen? Well, I know I did. And we all do. This is why teens still live at home even though they look like adults. They will make mistakes. The point is to protect them and be their prefrontal cortex until the teen's brain is fully developed. You have this window of opportunity to speak into their lives and model the values you want them to live. So the fourth key to being happy is to be the light and set an example. Set an intention on how you want to show up or interact with your teen. You can't control their moods, but you can control yours. You set the tone. You don't have to react. You can raise your metaphorical mother shield and not let their bad moods ruin yours. Be kind to yourself, especially when your teen is attacking you. If you don't judge yourself and you give yourself grace and credit for doing the hard part of parenting, well, that feels good, even though it's a difficult moment. Remember, your teen's worst mistake does not define who he or she is. Focus on your teen's positive traits You can be the light in your family. You can smile and you can do things that you love. You set the example. The fifth surefire way to be unhappy is to wait for permission. Often moms don't get what they need because they are waiting for permission. They are hoping that someone in their life, probably their partner, is going to say, 
you've been working so hard. Why don't you take a weekend off? Or why don't you hire a personal assistant? Or why don't you sign up for this program? Or why don't you go out with your friends? I can promise you that your teens aren't going to give you permission to take a weekend off. If you're waiting for permission to pursue a dream, an interest, or hobby, and you didn't get it, this can be so painful because we can associate love with this. I remember a woman who was about to turn 40 saying, My husband has never done anything for any of my birthdays. I'm just going to wait to see what he's going to do for my 40th big milestone birthday. Oh my goodness, I could see this was going to be a colossal train wreck, that she was placing such importance on this and was using this as a test to see if her husband really loved her. And given her husband's track record, this was going to be an epic fail. So I encouraged her to tell her husband what she really wanted for her milestone birthday. In other words, I wanted her to claim it instead of just waiting. So, I'm giving you a blank permission slip to use any way you want. The fifth key to being happy is to claim it, moms. You don't have to be bitter that your husband goes out after work. Claim it. You can too. Claim what you need to replenish yourself. Claim the help that you need. Claim the exercise that you need or the business idea you have or the skill that you want to pursue or the friend you want to see. Claim the time off, the break you need, the sleep you need, and the space that you need. This is a big key to being happy. Claim what you know, your wisest self knows that you need. Uh, It's not selfish. Everyone in your family will benefit. And again, for that, you need to go back to that self-awareness piece. So the sixth surefire way to be unhappy is to believe it's all on your shoulders. Many moms feel this way. I think that's because even if you're married, moms are more involved in the details of daily life. Moms live in the weeds. I'm not minimizing dad, but because moms may have more details like, yeah, it's okay Carmen spend the night with her friend, but you know what friends are okay and who's not okay. And dad may not know all the drama. So holding all those details and all that information can make you feel alone. Or it might just be that you and dad are not on the same page. Or you are divorced and it's not an amiable divorce. This is where going to marriage and family therapist can be helpful so that you and dad can come together and be on the same page in parenting your teen. But if you feel it's all on you and you're busy and you keep pushing and you want to avoid feeling judged, it's easy to isolate. And this is a surefire way to feel unhappy. So the sixth key to being happy is is to receive help. If that's a housekeeper, a tutor, a coach, a therapist, a trainer, and reconnect to your people, your safe friends, where you can be honest and vulnerable and speak your truth. Often when I'm talking to moms, I hear they don't intentionally isolate from their friends. It just happens because everyone's so busy. So when was the last time you saw your good friends, your best friend? So why don't you this week text or pick up the phone and get one of your friends in your calendar? Yes, it's unrealistic to think that you can be a happy mom 24-7, but you can definitely dial up the happiness by one, taking breaks so that you can take care of all the wonderful facets of you, Two, be kind to yourself and give yourself credit for everything that you are doing. Three, give yourself and your family unconditional love, grace, and appreciation. Four, don't wait for your teens to be happy. You can be happy now. 
Be the light and set an example. Five, don't wait for permission. Claim it, girlfriend. Six, stay connected to your people and receive help. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of How You're Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.